Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. It's our favorite time of year here for both myself, Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, and Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. We're here with you here in October. It's time for October baseball. As we are recording this, it is Thursday, so two days before Game 1 here at Truist Park and the Battery Atlanta, which, by the way, this weekend at this ballpark and Game 3, and hopefully it's only Game 3 in Philly, are going to be bananas. And that's why that's why it's our favorite time of year. You know, this is what it's all about, This the feeling and the atmosphere, the, the good nerves, the anxiousness, which, again, I, I have anxiousness about or anxiety about it, but it's, like, good. It's like... Yeah, it's you're not in- the only one. I noticed... <laughs> Somebody else in the office today said, God, I feel like I'm a ball player. I'm nervous. I'm like, really? You're nervous? <laughs> yeah. Well, I am too, but it's it's like good. It's like yeah. what I it's like why why we're in in this business almost is like for these moments and these times because it's just so much fun. And I know I hope the fans out there understand like I can sense it. I can see it online from them. I see it when I see them in person, either here at the ballpark or even out and in and around the city. We feel that here in the office too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so much fun, and honestly, our our postseason marketing campaign as one, I think it's so appropriate not only for this team but really organization, fan base, and everybody together. It's a very communal. We all mm-hmm. feel like we're in this thing. We're we're all some yeah. part of each of us is invested in this thing. Well, I even noticed the talk radio this morning just had a different attitude. Yeah, <laughs> their, really? their tone was like, "Oh, we just can't wait to stick it to the Phillies. We don't, <laughs> right. you know, just." And I think the great thing about that is, is that I think we've come into a different type of rivalry. I mean, the Phillies, from my perspective, the Phillies have always been that team. And that's probably because my first year in the league, 1993, was when we dominated them all year. And then all of a sudden they got hot in the series and and we couldn't everything went their way you know it's just kind of one of those things so i've always had a disdain for them and and maybe it's because of the fans maybe it's because of the city i've just played up there i know they were talking about that this morning on on the radio that they were already starting their talk radio was talking smack about you know they could get a, a cheaper ticket down here and uh, they could fly down here buy two tickets and go back and it'd be cheaper than buying two tickets in Philly you know just just stuff like that that, that, that ticked them off and of course you know you got Kincaid who used to be down here and there's guys fueling the fire which is kind of fun but there's something about that fan base and I kind of relate them to the Giants to the Yankees to the Mets just something there's an edge to them and what I thought was really cool this is the only thing I'll say positive about them when you watch the game and like last night every swing every pitch it's like oh the whole the whole stadium yeah. does that I mean they're they are so into it that's the only thing I'll say positive about them other than that I I, I would rather not be there so um Anyway, yeah, this is super exciting. And I think you got to add in the weather change. You know, the the humidity goes away. You get the, the crispness at night. And then the atmosphere here is just going to be phenomenal. So I, I can't wait. That's been my most exciting thing that I've enjoyed as a fan and working here is going to these playoff games. Of course, I don't because I don't really go during the season. I, I have other things that I've got going on. But but for, I make sure I'm here for the playoffs. 
and those games, I mean, everybody's hanging on it, and it's just a different a different type of atmosphere. It's a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. We got my tickets ready to ready to rock and roll with that. My family, so my one sister lives in Colorado, is flying in Friday night. My other sister is back home in Virginia. She's also flying in Friday night. Nice. They're staying with me and Laura. They're they're going with Laura. I got three tickets, so I'll be in the press box, my normal perch. They're going to game one. Both sisters fly back out. Then my parents and my Nana are driving down from Virginia, staying with us, going to game two. They are all excited because they've heard me for years talk about the amazing feeling and atmosphere that there is to be, like just to be in the ballpark mm. for a postseason game. And they're beyond excited. And then I've been hyping up too, just I'm like, it's all day Saturday in the battery. And we got now we know as of this morning, game time's announced. Mm-hmm. We finally got some prime time. Yeah, exactly. NLDS times. The joke online was the Braves, you know, the Braves are going to get the 9.30 a.m. spot on QBC <laughs> yeah, that's right. or, or whatever as usual. Yeah. But I, it made it's I think it's a no brainer. Oh, yeah. And this is no disrespect Certainly to the, the other game matchups. Of the week. But this is this is the of the four mm-hmm. matchups. I think everybody's going to key in on this one for all the reasons. The teams themselves, first of mm-hmm. all. Obviously, we know we believe we're the best team in baseball. Have been by record. Uh, the Phillies are a really darn good team. Say what you want about them, but they're they're tough. Uh, I think we definitely drew the the toughest opponent we could have in this first round. But you know, I think some people get nervous about that. Or they're like shy away from it, and I understand that. But to me, if you're if you're going to be a part of this or invest part of yourself into this, if you're going to win the whole thing. No. I want to. I yeah. want to beat the best along yeah. the way. It's 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 well, that's how that's you know. Look, it'll, it'd be great to just breeze right through, or you get like the you, you draw your easiest quote unquote easiest opponent. But give me the give me the toughest mm-hmm. matchups the whole way because sure. it's gonna if you do win it all and you're the last one standing, it's gonna be that much more satisfying, and rewarding for having taken that path yeah. to get there. Well, I don't know if the Dodgers would agree because the Diamondbacks are scrappy, and they I'm sure they've played the Dodgers tough all year. There again, they're in their division. Phillies are in our division. So I'm sure the Dodgers would rather play the Phillies and we would rather play the Diamondbacks just because of familiarity and and in your division, anything can go. But there again, and I've heard Snit or Alex say that, we know them really well. You know, just like the Dodgers know the Diamondbacks really well and vice versa. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's maybe an easier draw. I just, the whole thing about having a bye, I'm just not really, I just don't know if that's the best way baseball needs to do it. It's a little different, I think, in football. But but uh, for baseball, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like being off. I think baseball is such a ritual. It's such a... Um, a game of just consistency and where you have routine and when you break up that routine it just causes problems that's the really only thing I, I don't really care who we play I just I just that's the thing that bothers me the most for for the players because I know as a player sure. that, that was the hardest thing is that when you break the routine it's hard to get right back into it when you were as hot as you know our hitting was that that's the only thing that really concerns me well I think that's why we've had these three postseason workouts or really sim games here at Truist Park this weekend have opened up the ballpark to fans for free to come in. Great idea, by the way. And it's, I tell you, it's been the first night for me personally, just this is me sitting there first night felt a little off like it kind of had like 2020 vibes in that it was just a little awkwardly (laughs) quiet at first but as the game went on and listen this was literally the first time all of us have ever done this you know braze vision is working like they're playing walk-up music and trying to make this seem as much like a real game as Mm -hmm. possible and i gotta tell you by the second game last night it felt 
a, it felt a lot much like a whole lot more like just a regular nice. experience. Were there a lot of people here. There were I think we had over five thousand people here wow, last night. The nice. fans. I'm telling you what, man. The fans for these simulated games this week. They were been loud, huh? Awesome. Wow, that's I mean, great. I was looking down last night and I went, heck, we're going to have more people here tonight than we did the night before because it's five o'clock start, free free admission. So you know, people getting off work, being able to drive over after getting out of school, that sort of thing. So it wasn't like everybody was here right for when the the game would start. But they showed up, man. I'm I would I haven't seen any of the numbers for today. I would expect the same for yeah. tonight as we're taping this. The third one is going to happen tonight, Thursday night. Uh, phenomenal turnout by That's them. Great. It's been cool. The players have been, of course, signing autographs and doing all the things. But it really, we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, this whole new format, we're only in year two. And after how last year went with us and the Dodgers both getting bounced in the DS, everybody said, okay. Like we're here again, same did, two teams. Did the Dodgers do anything like this? I think they've been. I don't know if they're doing sim. They've been doing something like this. Okay. I don't know. I'll be honest. I haven't looked up the details. I don't know if fans were there. They may have been. I don't know if they were sim games or just workouts. But I think they're doing yeah. something similar. Uh, I don't know about the American League teams. I just you know I haven't checked that far into it. But yeah. we'll see how it all goes. I would wager to guess that this is as long as we're in this current format. What we have done this week is going to become the norm. Yeah, I don't know what else league. you could have done. You have to do something. Unless you go scrimmage, see if uh, one of the teams are out of it would want to play <laughs> right. scrimmage. We'll give you a little bit of our postseason share if you'll. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, quick side note: I did, we'll get into postseason. This is we're going to talk about the DS here. I did want to throw out one little just nugget from the first uh, sim game the other night for fans to just keep in mind as we move forward, or as to maybe a, a player to look for in the future. Tuesday night. Uh, I, I believe we drafted him in the fifth round this year. Isaiah Drake, I believe is his name. Kenyon Drake, NFL player. It's his younger brother. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember where he was committed to go play baseball. Is it UCLA? I could be very wrong because he's here, local local kid, obviously. he They brought him up along with a lot of the guys from Gwinnett to kind of have so we could have two full oh, yeah. squads. Right. Isaiah Drake hit a triple off the wall. And Greg, I, this could be recency bias. When I tell you, and I'm certainly not a professional baseball talent evaluator, but when I tell you, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody run that fast around the bases. <laughs> this dude has insane He's speed. He's getting it, huh? His, I don't, I don't know what his first to third time was, but I'm telling you, it was. If you blinked, you missed it. Yeah. Wow. So he's one. I think he's only just turned 18. Mm. So I bring that up to say, hey, if you're, if you're. Especially like if you're going to some, you're somewhere out in the southeast, you're going to some some Braves minor league games, or you come to spring training, and just somebody to maybe keep in mind to look at. Again, he's 18, you never know. Uh, but I'm telling you that that speed was it was the few of us that were here in the press box were all were going whoa that was <laughs> that was something. So just throwing that out there. That's great. And, and again, for the fans that came out and just watched, I know it's not a real game, but that was something. Another little nugget you got to see just by showing up. That Where was did he neat. end up this year? Did he end up in Triple uh, A? He played no, 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 no. He's okay. he played uh, like Florida at, Coast, Florida oh, okay. Coast. Okay, he wasn't in Augusta or anything no, like that. I think he okay. played and and I believe he was in the you know the MLB draft league, yeah. that newer league uh, yeah. somewhere up north. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe he was somewhere up in the northeast. And then I believe he played ended in, up in the Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast league for or in, in Florida for that for a little bit. Again, young kid just drafted this summer. So, yeah, but somebody worth uh, looking at next next spring, not for. You know, he's only 18, so I'm yeah. not saying for the big league roster, but somebody well, to keep your the, eyes on. The way they do things now, I mean, That's true. it doesn't take, I mean, we, we've seen several players across the league that started out in A-ball and ended up in the big leagues. I mean, right. they went through three three classifications in one year. So, I mean, that happened with uh, one of our uh, strider. Yeah, well, that last year, but this year, too. Oh, uh, Smith-Shaw, 
before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Started out in Augusta. I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Yeah. So you know, my career here working for the Braves, there have been a few of those little moments. Max Freed on a backfield sim game in 2016 Braves uh, spring training. Hmm. Me, just me and Kevin McAlpin were literally the only two spectators. And it was the first time I got to see him pitch in person. I saw his curve, one of his curveballs in person. And I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm going to keep my to eyes go on down this guy. Spring training. Do you do that every year? I do. Do you go yeah. down there and kind of walk around? I do. It's, I love it every year. I'm going to be down there this year as we're, we've talked, we haven't announced this yet, but you know, we talked about maybe doing a show. Um, for our Braves Country Baseball and Softball, mm-hmm. that we might be doing some filming down there, so I might try to do that. That, that sounds that's a lot of fun. It would probably bring bring back some great memories. Yeah, well, it's kind of great memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I always I never get tired of going down. Yeah. there. it's like going down there for fantasy camp. Yeah, I, going to Florida for baseball in any form in like January, February, March is just mm-hmm. I, I love it. But yeah, that's awesome. So well, let's get right into it here. So the NLDS starts two days again. We got the prime time slots. This place is going to be rocking when we go to philly that place we know is going oh to be my rocking gosh yeah. too. i mean as as two great of a fan bases as we've got in baseball right now and you're going to see them both in this series so and again that's me going i'm being nice to the phillies in this this area too because it's it's great to see if you love the game it's great oh, yeah. to see that's what what you said is exactly what it is that's what i love about postseason baseball everybody is not only is so invested they are living and dying with each mm-hmm. pitch yeah the and you can feel that reaction oh, yeah it's great it's so crazy. so let's get right into it let's start with this let's start with rotation because i think that's an interesting question i think we could assume that the first two are going to be some combo in whichever order it is of max free and spencer strider i'm guessing since max pitched in the first sim game on tuesday that he would be game two in the ds strider would be game one Strider's numbers against the Phillies would also merit him probably being the game one starter. Uh, either way, it's not a problem because you got two studs out there that you can throw in the first two games. So, which, I mean, I, I if it's me, I probably, if Max hadn't had the blister issue just out of history and experience, I probably would have gone him game one. Again, I don't think there's anything to con- be concerned about, but probably go Strider one, Max two. If it's just me, we haven't been told a thing here, by the way. This is just Ricky and Greg talking. Game three, to me, is the interesting question mark. So, first of all, where would you go games one and two? And then we can get into game three. Well, I mean, remember, you're in a short series. Okay, so the danger of the game, the the, all, the wild card games that they just played, it's only a three-game series, right? Now we move to a five-game series. Anything can happen. So you got to make sure that your best matchup, your best pitcher, your best whatever, you come out the gate, you're winning that first game. So I think with Strider's dominance of the Phillies and the way he's pitched against them, obviously there's something there with the matchups that bode well for him because he has success. I want him coming out of the gate, and I want I want to lock in that first game. So whatever your best lineup is, whoever's the hottest against the Phillies, whatever your best pitcher is, you know you got Kyle Wright in the bullpen. You've got you know whatever it is, you're you're you got to win that first game because you have to. You know they're trying to split here, right? They're trying to win one of the two. We're trying to 100%. win both of them. You got to win. That's I have why well, I've fully shifted over to your belief that the DS should be a best of seven, and that's one of the biggest reasons for it is. Yeah, we have home field advantage, but it's like you almost, if you're the home team, you almost, you got to win those first two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Because if you split, you essentially, you've lost home field advantage. Yeah. So the best, yeah. the best teams typically always win, you know, 
the seven game series, right? It's just too hard for, you know, a team that's not as well rounded as we are to win seven game series. Five game series, not the case. I mean, we almost got beat by the Rockies. We could have very easily gotten beat by the Rockies in 1995. But, um, it's just when you look at you know these type of series, that's the one thing that concerns me. So you got to do whatever you can to come out the gate, and that's why home field advantage is so important because you got the first two games here, and those are critical. So you got to win both those games, um, and then but you can't do that unless you win the first one. So to me, I'm putting all my best matchups in the first game, and I would I would definitely go with Strider, probably over Max, just because Max has been hurt, and whether he had the blister or not, he just he's probably not in the same groove as Strider's and then Strider has as much success or anybody. So that would just, that's my personal opinion, but that's probably the way I would go it. And then Max would be second. And then if Charlie's healthy, then, then it's not going to happen. No, he's, he's, he's out. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not Then you've got a, then you've got a choice to make. Is it Kyle or, you know, um, and I, I, you know, Kyle's been out all year too. So, Who's gotten you there, right? And so you got to go to your third best pitcher, and you know, and he's got a elder's got a pitch, so he's going to be your third guy, even though it's on the road. I mean, you may think that you would rather have Max on the road and Elder at home, but there again, you got if you've won the first game, you got to win the second. You're going to win the second game. Then you go ahead and you know Bryce pitches the third game, and and then um, Kyle pitches the fourth game. So, but it, it's. I think it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough, but I just think even more so those first two games are critical. They're not getting Wheeler in their first game, right? right? It'll be game two. Yeah. So that means they're going with their third pitcher, and then they're going back to their first pitcher. Mm-hmm. And so it's our number one versus their number three, and then it's our number our number two slash number one versus their number one. <clears throat> so I think I think that's just I think just the way you got to play it. I'll put our lineup against anybody's mm-hmm. i mean it's it's better lineup than theirs but the pitching staff and the bullpen that's why it makes even more we use these two games here in yeah. atlanta to, to win these i would go strider one uh, max two for all the exact same reasons you just laid out i think it lines up so that if you get to a game four and game five then you're going spencer game four max game five that's another honestly another benefit to having max is the game two starter it's not why you do it but it's i look at it as it's an added benefit is that if you do have to go to a game five you've got your guy yes. who won you game six of the world that's right. series that's a great out point. there in, in, in an elimination game and it's interesting it's so interesting how like yeah striders who i think i won out there game one but with everything on the line win or go home i i want max no, so I'm i think you. so i think it lines up perfectly i think as we're sitting here today for game three i know he's barely pitched all year i think i would start kyle i really do and that's no i don't mean any slight to bryce he's still on your roster and maybe it's a honestly maybe it's the two of them together if it plays out that way where you start one and then the other one eats up some i, I don't know how that all plays out but for the reasons of bryce to me has looked you know, he's pitched probably more than he's ever pitched in his life before. And Kyle, I believe, but he's got the experience of having been there, first of all. But also, I think he's kind of a fresh arm because he hasn't pitched all year. And I've seen enough out of him recently that I think I would start. And maybe starting him is essentially a bullpen game. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe that's if, if games one and two play out the way you want them to. Maybe game three is you want that to be Kyle starts it or Bryce mm-hmm. starts it, and it's but it's really a bullpen right. game. Well, that that's why 
it's so critical that the coach and staff, the, they know these players better than anybody. They they can look into Kyle's eyes and they can see how his bullpens are, have been, what where his confidence level is, how he pitched those last three starts, what did they see, how could they tweak it, is he close to being the Kyle of last year, the year before. You know, uh, Bryce – the one thing I will say is that when you get into playoff baseball, the sinker baller change up type of guy is a little bit more difficult. And you can go back and look at guys like Schilling and Smoltz and Randy Johnson and guys like that that have pitched who are swing and miss type pitchers versus the guys like Maddox and Glavin and seeing that they've had a little bit more success. I don't know why that is, but. I've heard John talk about it. I've heard other people talk about it. For some reason, the guys like Strider, the guys like Max, you know, and you could put Kyle in his, you know, when he's been on, it kind of in that in that same boat, you know, upper 90s and hard slider, sweeper slider. When they have swing and misses, it for some reason it plays out better in October. I, I just don't know why. But there again, you know, Bryce has the ability to shorten the game you know, with a lot of ground balls. And um, especially if Kyle, of course, if Kyle's 100% and they see in him something, because he could he could turn the switch. You never know. He could draw on that past confidence. And maybe we don't know, you know, Bryce is an unknown. And maybe he's the long guy, you know, in the bullpen. And that tells you whether or not, he, if he does well as a long guy, maybe he's, because he's going to have to be a consideration in the seven-game series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, So so maybe you don't, put him out there first but there again you, you know and he he gets some experience by pitching you know long maybe he gets Kyle only goes three and he ends up going three and maybe he gets a little confidence and then in the, in the next round he's you know he's good to start but those coaches are the ones that can tell you that right and right. that's that's the, those guys have done an incredible job Alex their staff working together they'll put the they'll put the right people out there I have complete confidence in that and it's kind of like we're talking about like well how do you line up games one and two and either way I'm like all right I'm feeling you know I'm feeling good either way honestly I kind of feel the same way about game three we're like my choices are guy won 20 games last year or I can have an all-star this year Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. you look at how things have gone recently. I think ultimately to make that that decision, and you know how much fuel guys currently have in the tank, that sort of thing. But either way, I feel good about that. So, uh, it, and we'll see. And then, like you said, the coaches will make that call, and they'll make the mm-hmm. right call. They'll make the best call with all the information they have. So, it's it'll gonna be, be exciting. It's either way, I, I can't wait to can't wait to watch it and just be a part of it. I mean, we're just so fortunate that we we take this for granted to some degree. I mean, this is like my twenty twentieth year, and 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 with this organization, and you know, as a player and everything, and so some of it I just expect to be here, right? Right. right. I mean, I can't help it. I just this is just like this is in our DNA, and. And so I just it just brings back such good memories, and it's just so excited to see everybody kind of get to be a part of it. Like yeah. you said, the fans and the front office and the players, and couldn't be a better time to be a part of Braves country. There's a line in our postseason campaign launch video, the As One video, that Insung and I, Insung Kim and I, put together the script for it. And there's a line in there. That uh, which was voiced by the uh, the great Michael Kelly, of course, actor uh, we've had on mm-hmm. this show, Al Cards, Jack Ryan, 
a lot of other things. So he narrated. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on Brave social media. It's a Brave's YouTube. But there's a line in there that's and it says, we don't hope for wins. We expect them. Mm. And that's when you said that's in our DNA like that. That is kind of how we view things around here. Like we're not hoping to win. Like we expect to win. And that's whether we're showing up to Northport or it's August 7th on a random Tuesday. Or it's, you know, October 5th getting ready for the postseason. We expect to win. And I think that's the confidence you, you want to have in your organization. So one one quick roster question for you. One more. And then we'll uh, we'll start to wrap up and talk a little Braves country, baseball, and softball. For the DS, we traditionally, I feel like, have carried three catchers on our roster in the postseason before. Would you carry three catchers for the DS? And it would be Chadwick Tromp if we were to carry a third. I know that's something we've done a lot in the past. We've been debating this in the press box, and I keep going back and forth, you know, with how we, how you line it up. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it depends on how much you want to run, I guess, if you want to put, you know, I don't know, it's a seventh inning. We haven't Maybe. done that all year. I yeah, mean, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, if anything, I'd rather have, unless that third catcher is an extra bat, you yeah. know, that we might utilize as a, as a move. But with the DH, it just takes a lot of that out. Right. You know, when you have a DH, you just don't have to worry about that stuff as much. Bring in an extra pitcher. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I think uh, we brought we talked we touched on uh, AJ Smith Shava earlier. I think he's one that's very interesting to look at. Yeah, he was already kind of at least amongst media members was being kind of floated around or talked mm-hmm. about. I was like, could he, with the way he's performed recently, could he work his way onto the roster again? These games here at Truist Park this week have they don't count. They're simulated games. However, he pitched. He went against Max on Tuesday in the first game. And his performance, he may have earned himself a spot on the roster mm, with that. He really? looked he looked okay. great. And then it gets into, well, if he makes it, then who doesn't? Is it, you know, Michael Tonkin has been a big part of this bullpen all year. He's had some rough, his last, I think, eight or nine appearances, it, he's, you know, he's looked a little shaky. So then do you go with the hot hand? These are all things, as a baseball nerd, I, I mm-hmm. enjoy seeing how teams put together their roster. So I don't have any, um, I don't have any analysis on that. It's just, yeah. these are things we'll, we, we'll look at is like, who are the last couple arms in the bullpen? How many arms are there in the bullpen? Is there a third catcher? Is there not? Do you carry? You always got to have one guy that's your runner off the bench, right? So like a forest wall. Mm-hmm. Do they construct it where you got two, where you got forest wall and Luke Williams? I don't know. But these will be postseason. It's just so interesting, fascinating, because the roster for postseason is constructed yeah. differently from the other 162. If, if, if our team makeup was a little bit different and we were trying to play, let's say, small ball and we were hitting and running, running and bunting and all that which you know teams typically some teams can do that i don't think we're going to do that we've we've not done that i don't think we've proved that we've done that in the postseasons in the past we're going to do we're going to play the game the way we've been playing it all year and um so that doesn't make as much sense to me but you know who knows yeah who knows we'll see yeah I don't again on all these things. This is all just us talking and just <laughs> you know talking talking baseball a little bit. I have no idea. I I know this. I trust the guys upstairs, literally in the offices right above us, the guys and, and gals up there uh, to make all the right calls. They have <laughs> over the last six years, they've they've certainly proven they've that they've done they, a pretty good job. I would say the records <laughs> speak for themselves. Yeah. So it'll be fun to we'll see. We got the hardware to show it. That's right. Prove that's it. right. Well, let's let's talk a little. Before we sign off, I want to talk a little Braves country baseball and softball. I know you've been an extremely busy man mm. getting ready for the 
inaugural season of Braves Country Baseball and Softball. So what's the latest with that? Yeah, we have been out and about talking with park presidents throughout the southeast. Uh, We were um, just up in Tennessee last night and South Carolina on Sunday and Georgia on Tuesday, North Georgia on Tuesday. So, yeah, we're out casting the vision, sharing about what the Braves next step is at the at the grassroots level. And we're we're just pumped about the kind of response we're getting. We uh, feel like that this is going to be something special where we can partner with Parks and Rec across uh, Braves country from Mississippi to South Carolina. And um, and we've just had nothing but a great response. So as we've shared about, you know, how we have constructed a championship path. So, you know, there's going to be we've put six districts, you know, average roughly six districts in each state, three regions in each state, uh, state champions. And then they'll come to Atlanta to play the Braves Country Baseball and Softball Championships. But we're also involved with each park from a standpoint of their league play. So we're not dictating rules for each park, but we will have championship rules and state rules. But then at your park, you're going to play your park like you regularly do, but then we're going to engage with all of our members um, from the standpoint that we want each kid at the park to receive a membership bag. So they're going to get a drawstring bag um, with a hat and a cooling towel and the patch for their jersey. And then they're going to get a letter from you know, maybe Alex or Snit saying, welcome to Braves Country Baseball and Softball. Glad you're a member. And then my my goal is I'm working on putting together a show, a live stream show that will be run through the season. So look, we're looking six to eight weeks that will only go out to our members. And we'll have instruction on there from alumni, hopefully from the current players and, and staff. We'll have... Um, you know things for softball and baseball. We're gonna we're gonna talk about um, things for coaches, and so we're we're looking at live streaming that on YouTube, and just real excited about how we can engage with our members at the park level, and then we'll set together once the All Star teams are picked, then we'll set a path for them to um, potentially come to Atlanta for the championships, and then we'll have an incredible celebration here at Truist Park with a parade, and we'll have something out in the battery and um, tickets to the game. So this is something that we've been thinking about uh, for the last three or four months and and planning and preparing, and it's going to kick off in 2024. So we're out casting that vision to other parks and looking for them to uh, to join on. And, and if you're listening and you're a park uh, board member or a park president or or even just a, a parent that uh, has kids at a park that you think you might your park might be interested, go to braves.com slash grow in the game um, or braves.com slash BCBS and uh, your park can at least uh, fill out an inquiry form and then we'll give them a call and, and tell them exactly. We'll send them a packet of information that talks about our rules and talks about how you register and talks about kind of what the format is going to be. But uh, we've just had an incredible response um, from all over Braves country about what we're doing. And, you know, people feel differently about some of the other organizations that are out there. What we found is that there are a lot of parks that have gone independent. And just because they've either been disillusioned by some of the other groups, but or the fact that they just they don't want to play until August. 
So we're going to be done at the end of June, and we're going to have a track that leads to Atlanta, not not somewhere else. And um, we just think with the the team and coming to this exciting ballpark and stuff, we can kind of marry the two. And and uh, we're we're really really excited about what's what's going on. So yeah, I've been working on that, and and really that's going to capture most of uh, our attention at uh, on the growing the game staff from between now and outside of fantasy camp in January. But uh, from the growing the game side that's going to really be our focus from now until march 1st when the when the first season kicks off so our goal this year is to have 72 parks that would be two in each district now i think we can do better than that but um when we first started i was thinking that maybe we just had two parks per state (laughs) that was about 12 well we blew by that and i think now our goal is going to be closer to 72 parks and that would give us a true representation of all of braves country so right now now we're shooting for two parks in each district so um anyway give us a call we'd love to talk about it um, we're just trying i'll come down there and meet with you and your board and and uh, the, our commissioner who's working with us uh, chad parker will come down and meet with a group of people that maybe are in your district maybe you've got five or six park presidents that are you guys are all buddies and and you'd like to see braves country baseball and softball come to your district then we'll we'll come down and meet with you you know i'm so excited for you and to see this vision like actually coming to life i always flash back to when i was a kid in virginia and playing uh playing baseball and i can't remember think the association or mine was called like the bambino league or something but babe ruth yeah babe ruth there's connie mack there's mickey mantle babe ruth i believe my I must sandy been, koufax i don't know if it was babe ruth there was an offshoot i think ours had like the the term actually bambino oh, really? was in, i think okay. well, i'm an old man now so this is a long time ago. <laughs> you're not old <laughs> well for so, to some of our listeners i probably am but i, I do remember how cool it was like getting that patch like mm-hmm. having my actual jersey and having that patch now i was also i grew up a braves fan i put myself in the shoes of a kid now somewhere out there in a park in the southeast and i could get a like i could go play in the braves country baseball league or the softball league and have that braves country baseball softball patch on my jersey i think that's to me, that's a really, really exciting thing, and how much I just think of how much, just the pride and I would have taken that in that alone as a kid, and then of course, the importance of like that's you know this isn't all about the patch. I mean, the reason there's a lot of reasons you're doing this, but for a kid, to me, I, I'm I'm so excited mm. for that that element of it that there's going to be a lot of young Braves fans that get to put their that Braves patch on their uniform and. To me, that's something really darn special. Yeah, I think that's something that's something they'll get to cherish for forever. Well, our mission statement is that we want to bring prestige back to the Parks and Rec. We want to help develop, support the community level baseball. Just like you said, we grew up doing that, and I didn't. I had a lot of pride playing for my community. I think we've gotten away from that a little bit. Um, I think there's some other factors that are drawing people away from the community, and I would love to see kind of. And there's some there's some spots around um, the southeast where community ball is thriving. We just want to come in and we want to help support. We want to bring people back to the park that may be left because of greener pastures or whatever. And and then once they leave, a lot of times they don't they don't come back. So I think we want to help um, everybody thrive at the community level. We just know the importance of it. I've been all in 
youth baseball and softball for many years, coaching, travel ball, teaching, um, tournament side, a lot of that. I've, I've just been a part of that. And I just really see the need for the Braves to use their brand and to use their strength uh, to get behind the communities, um, you know, to support what's going on at the park. There's tons of moms and dads that are doing an incredible job administrating, teaching, coaching, and we want to support them. So, and I'll just give you one simple way. We have a huge coaches clinic here that's sponsored by Nike. um, And we have the big league staff that's helping us. Kevin Seitzer, Eddie Perez, Rick Kranitz, um, Ron Washington. We have those guys that have been a part of that. They were a part of it last year. I just sent out an, a note today to see if they'd be a part of it with us again this year. It's in December. We're going to open that up to our membership, and we want those people to come because we want them to become better teachers, better coaches. And I think our big league staff can help them do that. And so there's little things like that that we can help um, support them. And then as well as branding, you know, if you're known as a Braves country baseball and softball park, we think that's pretty special to be able to do that. And if we can connect with each kid and and for the team that they love, they can let them know they're, they're a part of the organization. So I think that's all positive. And I just don't see anything that um, that 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 can stop us at this point. I'm I'm real excited about my staff, the organization from top to bottom. We've had nothing but but great uh, great responses. And then now that we've been out in the communities and talking about it, uh, that enthusiasm is starting to to swell, and we're getting a lot of good momentum. That's awesome, man. Kudos to you and your staff. Thank you. And everybody involved, because this has been a monumental undertaking by you guys, and it's starting to come to life. And, you know, we're going to blink, and it's going to be March 1st, and <laughs> yeah. and the season's going to start. And I can't wait. It's going to be great. So Let's have the postseason first. Let's, let's take care of business right now. Then we'll even celebrate even more, right? Let's have a World Series parade. Oh, nice. Then let's have an awesome two weeks of Braves Fantasy Camp, and then we'll roll right into yeah. Braves country that sounds like a softball. great off season to me sounds like a solid six months to me so putting it out in the universe make it so <laughs> i even wave my arms in the air just now that's why i need we need that little camera up in the i know uh, so we can show them your great office i know i mean you know like kevin millar on mlb he he has that i mean your your sure. office is probably better than his i do have a lot of stuff in here yeah. now i yeah. mean i told you that we need to put little little uh podcast camera yeah. they're showing you and showing your goat up there right i do have a large goat on my uh in my on display in there yep. and then one over there showing me right drinking my coffee yeah and then um yeah and i think you they would see you throw your hands up in there like well, that. i've been talking with my my social media staff about some ways we can start getting back to video on this podcast so maybe we'll do it okay. maybe that'll we got to get through the world series parade first yeah uh, i mean it's cold enough in here for an extra person to be in I know it's finally taken a year and a half, but it's finally now come down to my level because I am so hot natured. So, yeah. And we talk enough. It gets to a nice, <laughs> That's there's enough right, hot yeah. air. It's nice. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we can put pictures over uh, things over these Virginia things that are in here. Oh, you don't like looking at national championship <laughs> memories? Well, you know, you could put a, a Peyton Manning. I'll bring my Tennessee football. cup. How about uh, there that? You go. Okay. That works. I could put my Peyton Manning helmet right That's here. That's fine. I like Peyton. Okay. I got no problem with that. Okay. As long as you don't bring that Dallas Cowboys <laughs> cup in here, well, we're good. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I have to get my Dak jersey on or something. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Before we start throwing punches here, we'll call, we'll call it a show. Uh, for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. Go Braves. We'll see you next time on Behind the Braves.